9 o'clock on the East Coast. 6 a.m. on the West Coast and in Malaysia, it's 1977. I'm Jay Sheldon and I'm not wearing pants. Hey, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Good to see you. Happy Saturday. Yeah, it's a Saturday night and we are, uh, we're still prisoners in our own home. We're still on lockdown. Uh, Samson, Samson, hey, I am well. Hello, Thailand. Nice to see you. Thanks for joining in. Wherever you may be, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Mohaned, hey, Saudi Arabia. Wow, Thailand, Saudi Arabia. We got some U.S. people there too, maybe, U.K. Um, very cool. Nice to see you. Yeah, we're going to do, remember I said on uh, on Thursday's stream, we were going to do some Japanese instruments. So I've got them here with me, a few of them. I got more downstairs, including a big koto I can't get up here in the room. So there's that. But um, <clears throat> I'll be mucking around with some of those in a little while. And uh, I was saying, wherever you may be joining us at YouTube Live, we are there under Jay Sheldon. We're also on Facebook Live. I'm not wearing pants is the page. And uh, more good news. Um, Miko's Chongsam came in the mail, or the delivery. Um, I bought her a very cute Chinese outfit for Chinese New Year. And it arrived incredibly quick. It came from China. And I, I always try and shop locally if I can, but there were no local sources for this particular item I wanted. So <clears throat> had to get it from China. No big deal. Uh, but it got here in like five days from China. Amazing. I was amazed that it actually arrived that quickly. So very impressed. And it is adorable. It's absolutely adorable. Um, <laughs> it's wool lined. It's like got this, it looks like a rug inside. And she already has heavy fur. Shiba Inus have double layer of fur. They've got the outer rough and then an inside soft, really tight, tight fur. Um, so, And in the climate in Malaysia, she doesn't need a coat to be warm. So she's not going to wear it a lot. But I will have her model it. I don't think I can have her model it tonight. Um, but I'll I'll put her on probably the next show. I'll I'll show her off, put her in her outfit, and show you. But I, like I said, it arrived and I was amazed. Uh, so it got here so quickly. My other saga with delivery was oh, I don't know if you can no you can't see it. Was this? This is a light. Actually, let me show you this way. Excuse my armpit. Okay, it's like a desk lamp there, like that. It's got three settings, a mixture of warm and cold, all warm and all cold, like my heart. I ordered a local one. It's been sitting under item packed for seven days now. But the system thinks it shipped, even though technically it says item packed, not shipped. So I can't cancel it. I got so fed up with this company. I ordered another lamp, desk lamp, 
this one from another company locally. And um, it arrived in about three days. So thank you to this company for this lamp. The reason I need this, by the way, is because I have, I've got a light here for my broadcast. I've got a, a, a side light, fill light here, hair light up here, and the other effect lights and things. But when I'm in here just working on my laptop, I don't need and want to run all these lights. So I just needed like basically a work lamp, which is what this is for. There. I actually can't use it when I'm... Ah. Obligated orb. Hey, mate. Good to see you. I'm sorry. We're just putting my lamp back. That one arrived in like three, four days, maybe. While the other one is still sitting listed as item packed. Mira Kildrano. All right. Samson. Orb. The whole gang. <laughs> balancing three streams right now let me guess one of them is Stephen bones everything right i'll bet <laughs> yeah i saw Stephen was on is he still playing cuphead over there yeah i can see he's still on uh, playing cuphead Stephen bones everything is a lot of fun oh and by the way I, I gotta mention this this is so cool hang on let me get my message up uh i'm gonna be guesting on a Singapore Comedians stream on the 30th. You've got to check that out. Steven, you, and Osman. Oh, man, all three of us? We should have linked up and done like a triple-double simulcasty thing. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Mr. Sam C., who's a, a Singapore comedian, and uh, he does shows on Twitch, uh, I don't know what his channel is, otherwise I'd give him a hat tip, but I will get it and I'll let you know. Um, so we're going to be, Stephen and I, I think, Stephen, myself, I don't know who else will be on with Sam C. Yeah, Sam C's show. I will be a guest on Sam C's show uh, on the 30th of this month. Coming up, not too long from now, because this month, wow, this month is almost over. Holy crap. Uh, sure, obligated. If you can post a link in the chat, by all means, on that's uh, twitch.tv. If you're on Facebook, I'm sorry. Uh, go over to twitch.tv. You can see it there. It's hard to look at through. On your phone? Oh, man, it'd be bad enough on a laptop or a desktop. I can't believe you're balancing three streams on your phone. It better be a pretty big phone. <laughs> wow. Um. Very cool. Yes, so I'm really looking forward to that. I'm not familiar with Sam C. Apparently, you guys are. There you go. There is a, uh, in twitch.tv, in our chat room, there's uh, there's the link. Thank you for the follow, Mira. Appreciate it. Um, it is, uh, where did it go? Twitch.tv slash Mr. Sam C. M-R-S-A-M-S-E-E. -E. I'm really looking forward. I, I got to check him out, see what his show's all about. I don't know, except that it sounds like fun. So what the hell? Um, very cool. One of those modern PC setups with multiple screens, one screen per screen. <laughs> I, um, I actually have, I've got this, uh, my laptop running over here. And then on the other side, I don't think you can quite see it. I've got another monitor over here, which is where I just basically keep track of my streams that I'm actually live. 
And then once I am, I kind of dump away because I don't want to use up all the bandwidth. So as a matter of fact, let me just do that right now. Um, there we go. All right. Twitch.tv, there you go. Okay, I can close that down. Cool. Okay, um, I think my YouTube is, is like, please use a keyframe frequency of four seconds or less. What? Uh, okay. I don't know what that is, and I probably don't care because it's YouTube, so the hell with YouTube. Um, Osman screamed in his stream, making me drop my phone. <laughs> I will do my best not to scream. However, I will warn you. <coughs> I told you I brought up, I threatened to bring my uh, some of my instruments, my Japanese instruments, up, and I've got them here tonight with me in the studio. Um, so I will be playing them, very limited playing them, but I'll be doing that in a little while. However, hold on, Mohanad, I'd be punished if I played another stream at work, play at workplace's computer. You're currently, at, oh man, don't let me get you in trouble, Mohanad. Seriously. <laughs> um, anyway, a fair warning. Miko whom, if you're new to the stream, is my Shiba Inu dog. Um, Miko hates the instruments from her native country, Japan. I don't know why. It's really weird. But every time I play, especially the shamisen, she hates the shamisen. She will start barking. I won't be surprised if I'm when I'm playing this thing if she comes running upstairs and starts yapping. So be prepared. Yes, I have a Sheba. Uh, her full official uh, name on her pedigree is Ichiko Mikoto, but we call her Miko. And she's been on the stream before. If you look back at some of my past streams, you will see her. Um, she makes an occasional guest appearance on the show. So, um, so yeah, she, you know, she's a great, great dog. She loves people. She loves other dogs, other animals. Um, she's constantly chasing the squirrels in the yard. And uh, yeah, matter of fact, the neighbor uh, who rents out his place as a homestay, my, my neighbor here, uh, had some people looking at the place to rent. And when Miko, of course, ooh, look, new people. I'm so excited. I want to make new friends. So when she runs over to the fence, um, one of the... Um, one of the potential tenants said, oh, look, it's an Akita. No, it's it's not an Akita, but... VJ, thanks for the like. VJ, uh, I assume you're hanging out over on Facebook, but uh, thank you for the like. Appreciate it. Good to see you again. I have some cats, says Mira uh, Kildrano. My cats are named in Japanese. Oh, cool. A white one named Yuki and a full black kitty named Kuro. That's great. I love the names, Yuki and Kuro. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm a bit of a Japanophile. I, I love ancient Japan, old Japan. My, uh, I talk about this all the time. I'm sorry for those regular listeners. You're going to be bored to death. But um, uh, my home is like a, a Japanese museum. So um, I've got a lot of uh, very old antiques and a lot of... Uh, a lot of um, uh, 
they don't qualify as antiques, but they're they're you know fifty, sixty, seventy years old, um, and I, I I collect things from Japan. Japanese culture is fascinating, Mero. Truly, truly fascinating. Old Japan, not really fond of current modern Japan. Sorry, I know like anime and all that cool stuff, and and I appreciate I appreciate the culture. But my real love, my heart of hearts, is in uh, is in old Japan. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. That went down the wrong pipe. I have. I saw a great meme today. It said, "This isn't coffee. It's anti-murder juicy juice." Mm. It's the same for me. Hang on. I got to put this over here. There we go. Uh, trying to learn a few in uh, a few in Japanese. By the way, I showed this off in my last stream. This shirt, this is my one time, one moment. One moment, one time. Ichigo Ichie is the shirt. Uh, it's a very famous Japanese saying. It's used a lot in tea ceremony. Um, it basically means this moment, the way it is right now, will never happen again. So appreciate and enjoy the moment for what it is. Ichigo Ichie. So there's your lesson for today. No charge. If you want to donate, there's the link right there on twitch.tv. You can click that. Or if you're on uh, Facebook, you'll see something in the in the post description, I think. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's the name of that tune. Also coming up, we will get another chapter in, in The Wonderful Wizard of Oz from L. Frank Baum. We've been reading that on our stream, one chapter every stream at the end just to close things off we read a chapter in the book and the journey continues to the emerald city tonight Ooh. um what else is going on it rained a great deal of today uh this morning we actually got up early and we went to the park in our neighborhood here where they have a huge full i mean it's like regulation size basketball court it's enormous and it's all fenced in so early in the morning, nobody's using it. There's nobody around. We are very conscientious pet owners. We pick up after our dog all the time. She does her business. We pick up after her. We're very careful about where she is um, and, and how she interacts with people. Um, so early in the morning, there's nobody there on the basketball court. So we took her up there. We brought her tennis ball and uh, threw the tennis ball around and... Uh, she had a great time. It was great getting her off leash and to be able to, to run around in a safe area where she wouldn't bother anybody chasing the tennis ball and all. In fact, I posted a video of, a video of it on my uh, Facebook page if you want to check it out. It's very cool. Um, yeah, so um, that was fun. That was how we started our day, very early. Actually, I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning, and I don't know why. I was just awake, boom. Brain said, okay, Jay, time to wake up. You're not going back to sleep now. I did try and get back to sleep, but it didn't work. So, um, yeah, um, I have been, I had a short nap this afternoon, I will admit, because I'm an old man and I like naps. But um, that's all right. Okay, on with the... Uh, on with the instrument. He slept at 12 to 5. Yeah, I, I did almost exactly the same thing. I fell asleep about midnight and woke up at 5. Wide awake. Ugh, unbelievable. Um, all right, let me switch over to my uh, my other camera here. And I will show you uh, the first 
this is Shakuhachi. And this is actually, this one is actually about um, 60, 70 years old. Miraculously enough, because these are made out of bamboo. Um, and the really good ones, I don't know if you can see that, but they're, they're, they have the root end of the bamboo on it. And then up here at the playing end, you see that little, the way it's cut? Um, yeah, <laughs> Samson also likes naps. There is a, there's a little piece here, the um, utaguchi, which is basically that translates into song mouth. That's your second Japanese lesson for the night. Um, and usually there's like water buffalo horn. That's, I don't know that you can see that. That's the problem. Um, let me move this over here. There, you see that little tiny piece there? It's actually cracked. It's broken, which makes this one very, very difficult to play because the little mouth, you, you blow over this across here and that's what makes the sound and then you cover the holes. So this one, it has one hole in the back and four holes in the front. Um, the shakuhachi originally came to Japan from, uh, uh, from China in the 7th century. I made little notes here. Um, and it's changed a lot since then. Um, it's made out of bamboo traditionally, but you can buy it in uh, ABS, in hardwoods. Uh, they make it uh, so it's less expensive. These are normally handmade. This one is, like I said, about 60, 70 years old, and it has, it's made from the root end, which is very traditional. Consequently, it's also very expensive. I'm not even sure I can make noise on this one because, <coughs> excuse me, it's, um, like I said, the mouthpiece is actually cracked. So it's imp almost, imp this is like a very difficult instrument to play anyway, to get noise out of it, because you have to exactly hold your mouth right over the top of this and blow. Now, let me see what I can do. Uh, no promises. Yeah, see, it's, it's, very, very difficult because of this cracked. However, I have another one. This one is a much less expensive. It's like a giant flute, basically. Japanese flute, uh, shakuhachi. It has the same arrangement. And you'll see on the end there, it's got the carved cutout section. And you basically just blow across this and that vibrates and is what makes the noise um very difficult to learn to play i don't know how to play it very well and uh i hope the mic can pick this up i'm not even sure if it is but um <laughs> i i found a great tip for playing this it, because a lot of whether or not you can make noise you can make the sound is how you purse your lips and hold your lips and and blow across the the top so that you hit it just at the right angle and what they said was, this is brilliant, and it works. You have to hold your mouth in a Buddha smile. You know Buddha smile? Yeah, I'm sure you've, you've seen the pictures of, of, uh, and, and images and uh, statues of the Buddha, who has this kind of, you know, not a big teethy grin thing. It's just like this subtle little smile. 
And that's exactly what works for this instrument when you, when you want to try and get the noise out of it. Again, I am hardly an expert with this thing. I'm just learning. So let me see what I can do for making noise. No promises. Wow. You see how difficult it is to get it exactly right? Because you have to hold this angle and then blow just right. Oh my God, how embarrassing. This is what I'm talking about. You can get these relatively inexpensive. You should try it. Trust me, it's very frustrating. It's a very breathy kind of sound. Oh, and you're right. It's very calming. It takes a lot out of you because you have to keep that breath at an exactly even pace and keep keep blowing across the top. But yeah, it's, um, you see the little thing there. Okay. So yes, I've got a calm stream and Stephen is playing Cuphead. So good luck with that, Stephen. Um, <laughs> that's the uh, it's it's used a lot the monks in uh, uh, Zen Buddhism use it for practicing uh, Sui Zen which is blowing meditation literally means blowing meditation um, so that's uh, that's the shakuhachi in my quest for a shakuhachi I also found a Native American flute which has almost the same sound I have I brought one here Oops, why is it stuck? There we go. This looks very similar, and it is made from bamboo. It's much longer. It's as long as my arm, actually. This one, however, does not have that cut piece at the top. It's just a perfectly round part. And then let me bring it up on the other camera. And then here, this is where the sound is made. After you blow into this end, the sound is created by the air escaping here, and then you've got a significantly larger amount of holes on this one. But this sound is absolutely beautiful. <coughs> Excuse me. This is quite easy to get noise out of. You must practice Mohanad on your flute. Please do. Please do. Um, next to the drum, probably the most important Native American uh, instrument is the flute. Um, it's uh, very different because of the way it's, it's made um, than like African or Asian, like the shakuhachi and all. So it's quite different. Um, and 
It is believed to have originated in the southeast and southwest part of the U.S. There is early records from about the 1500s where travelers had recorded seeing and hearing the Native American flutes. Uh, they're made often of bones or other perishable materials. So sadly, not a lot of the old original Amer Native American flutes survived because they made a bone and things and they just disintegrated. Um, they're used for a lot of different things. Meditation and prayer, of course, with the Native Americans. Also, I, this was fascinating. In, in the Sioux tribe, used as a courting ritual where a young Indian would go into the forest and make one of these flutes and then he would play it to the squaw that he desired as a way of courting her, which is really pretty. I love that story. They make their own flute and uh, they would use it. They're also used in prayer, healing rituals. Um, very cool. So let me make a little noise on this Native American flute which is actually quite beautiful. I hope the mic will pick it up. Ah, I know, we'll go here. So that's the Native American fruit. It's a very beautiful sound, really relaxing. This is really nice. I, I love this one. And like I said, if you want to get the sort of the sound, sound as a shakuhachi, but something much easier to play, this, this would be the one. It's quite, you just basically blow in the end and move your hand up and down the holes and, and you got music. So that's very cool. That's fun. Hey, thank you, John Pong, for the share on the stream. Appreciate it. Um, next up is this thing. It is. Uh, it, they're not easy to play. Seriously, they um, they are. They're a challenge, but they're a fun challenge. It's so nice when you finally get no, like for the shakuhachi. It took me forever, forever to figure out. And as you can tell, I'm still not really very good at making noise out of the shakuhachi because of the way you have to... Because of the way you have to make the wind go across this cut is very difficult. All right, moving on. This is a bocce. <laughs> yeah. The bocce, normally it's made out of, uh, again, it can be water buffalo horn. 
It can be tortoiseshell, oak, boxwood, holly, um, and the different kinds of bocce depends upon the kind of noise you make. Thank you, gullible real world. Nope, that's not gullible real world. I missed it. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the follow. Appreciate it. We're doing Japanese instruments tonight. Yeah, tortoise shells, uh, turtle shells are often used in this instrument. Uh, this is not the instrument. This is what you play the shamisen with. I'm going to switch over to my other camera because my shamisen is over here. Uh-oh. She, she started already. I, I didn't even play it yet. I just touched it. And she's barking already. <laughs> you see? She hates these instruments. She's constantly... I don't know if you can hear that or not. Um, this is uh, skin, the, the, the drum bit of this. Can you... There, you can hear it. Um, uh, this is a, a, an animal skin. It's a number of different kinds, and now they use synthetic and stuff. Um, but the old original ones were actually animal skin of some kind. Um, it's a three-stringed instrument, three big uh, tuning pegs at the top. And traditionally, this is what is used to play it. Um, I'm not holding it the right way, but just to show you. Ooh, it stayed almost in tune. So when you when you hit that, the uh, the bocce going off the string and also hitting this is is part of the noise, is part of the sound. However, I hate these. They're it's like I play guitar, but I don't use a pick because I could never properly learn to use a pick. So as usual, when Jay self teaches an instrument, he's got to do something screwed up. And in my case, I don't like playing the shakuhachi, the shamisen, with a bachi. I play it with this. So this is the... Uh, this is the shamisen, three, three, three strings. And that's not quite in tune, so just give me a second. Wow, now it won't hold the tune. that sounds right. Let me see. Yes, that's sort of right. It's not perfectly in tune, but that's all right. All right. So this is the, um, the shamisen. Very traditional Japanese instrument, been around for many, many years. Um, it's basically the, it was, again, like so many Japanese things, they were borrowed or stolen from China imported, that's a better word, um, the uh, Chinese instrument, which is called the sanshan, uh, and I'm sure I'm butchering how to pronounce that, but that's where this instrument from Japan originated. Um, 
normally played with the bocce, like I said, but I like to go against type. <laughs> um, I always wanted one of those obligated or, <coughs> excuse me, they ain't cheap. I bought this actually used on eBay quite a while ago. And, um, and I actually had to piece it together because often when you find the, the, the base part, they've done this to it. Take a look. This is horrible. You see that? Normally, this would be... But to get this reskinned, it cost thousands of ringgit, which the Malaysian dollar... Um, it's very expensive. You have to send it off to Japan. There's very few people who are skilled enough to do that. But um, so I found one that actually had not been cut. Very often when they sell these, for some reason they cut like they've done on the back of this one. Um, and you're forced to re-skin it. This one, I got lucky. I found one that at least had the front part. It doesn't hugely affect the sound because of the back of this, but yeah, a little bit. Um, so, like I said, um, I am, I'm self-taught, but I did sort of learn one official um, shamisen song, which is called Sukura, and I don't know the whole song. I just know little bits of it, so you'll have to bear with me. I'm not sure whether this might, let me try moving it down here. That might be better. So just a little bit of, um, do I mind if you share a link? No, I don't mind. It is, it is a really beautiful instrument. It's a lot of fun. It's quite easy to play. Uh, there are no frets, so... It's, um, it's if, you, if you hear someone who really knows what they're doing playing this instrument, it's amazing. It's, uh, it's very cool. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really neat traditional instrument. Again, to try and play with the, with the bachi, almost impossible for me. I'm terrible at this. I will embarrass myself now. You see, I can't even hit the right string.
you see how it has a much more percussive kind of sound? That's very cool. Uh, the Naruto songs I could play on that thing. Yes, <laughs> I, I actually know what that is. Um, yeah, so that's um, that's the shamisen. Hang on, let me just put this thing away. And the most amazing part is that with all that awful noise, Miko did not start barking and coming running upstairs barking at me. She always does. She hates the instruments from her native country. I, <laughs> I don't know why, but she does. You know what? I got to dump these because they're out of sync and my headsets are killing me. Okay, there. So that was interesting. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, just some mucking around with some... Uh, some of my Japanese instruments. I got to figure out a way to get my uh, guzang on the air. That's the big koto multi 17 string giant thing. Uh, Chinese guzang, Japanese koto. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. Um, but uh, it's downstairs and it's huge and it's very heavy. Um, so I'd have to actually, you know, like move it up into the studio here and, um, and maybe I'll do that. If you're interested in seeing more of this kind of crap, uh, I'll I'll try and see if I can move it up into the studio. Um, all right, that was fun. Um, we don't really have a whole lot else going on. I, I appreciate everybody who's popped by tonight and said hi, both on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch.tv. Um, we, uh, we had a rather interesting one this evening, I think. Um, so I'm going to move on, if you don't mind, to uh, another chapter in the book. Um, we have, if you're just a first-timer here, we spend the last part of our stream reading from a public domain book. Uh, these are from the Gutenberg Project, which is a, uh, a very cool... Uh, my light's in the way. Great, I got a new light and now it's in the way. The uh, <laughs> the uh, the project Gutenberg, which publishes uh, public domain books, uh, it is Gutenberg.org. You can find them there. Um, they, they don't pay me for the plug; just a hat tip because they're 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 very cool people, and um, appreciate. They've got all kinds of classic: uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey, um, uh, Moby Dick, if I'm not mistaken, um, lots and lots of classic, classic literature. You can read, download, check it out. You can start your own stream and read some on your stream if you want to. Why not? Um, so we started uh, four or five streams ago with doing uh, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum, which varies a bit from, from the, the film that we're mostly all familiar with. But that's all right, because it's interesting to uh, read what the original Wonderful Wizard of Oz was like compared to what they turned into the film. So um, without further ado, let me move into uh, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This is Chapter 7. <coughs> Excuse me. The Journey to the Great Oz. They were obliged to camp out that night under a large tree in the forest, for there were no houses near. The tree made a good, thick 
covering to protect them from the dew, and the tin woodman chopped a great pile of wood with his axe, and Dorothy built a splendid fire that warmed her and made her feel less lonely. She and Toto ate the last of their bread, and now she did not know what they would do for breakfast. If you wish, said the lion, I will go into the forest and kill a deer for you. You can roast it by the fire, since your tastes are so peculiar that you prefer cooked food, and, and then you will have a very good breakfast. Don't, please don't, begged the tin woodman. I should certainly weep if you killed a poor deer, and, and then my jaws would rust again. But the lion went away into the forest and found his own supper, and no one ever knew what it was, for he didn't mention it. And the scarecrow found a tree full of nuts and filled Dorothy's basket with them so that she would not be hungry for a long time. She thought this was very kind and thoughtful of the scarecrow, but she laughed heartily at the awkward way in which the poor creature picked up the nuts. He, his padded hands were so clumsy and the nuts were so small that he dropped almost as many as he put in the basket. But the scarecrow did not mind how long it took him to fill the basket, for it enabled him to keep away from the fire, as he feared a spark might get into his straw and burn him up. So he kept a good distance away from the flames and only came near to cover Dorothy with dry leaves when she lay down to sleep. These kept her very snug and warm, and she slept soundly until morning. When it was daylight, the girl bathed her face in a little rippling brook, and soon after they all started towards the Emerald City. This was to be an eventful day for the travelers. They had hardly been walking an hour when they saw before them a great ditch that crossed the road and divided the forest before them. Hang on. <laughs> uh, here we go. And divided the forest as far as they could see on either side. It was a very wide ditch, and when they crept up to the edge, they looked into it, and all they could see was that it was very deep, and there were many big, jagged rocks at the bottom. The sides were so steep that none of them could climb down, and for a moment it seemed their journey must end. "'What shall we do?' asked Dorothy despairingly. "'I haven't the faintest idea,' said the tin woodman, and the lion shook his shaggy mane and looked thoughtful. But the scarecrow said, "'We cannot fly, that is certain. Neither can we climb down into this great ditch. Therefore, if we cannot jump over it, we must stop where we are.' "'I think I could jump over it said the cowardly lion, after measuring the distance carefully in his mind. 
Then we are all right, answered the scarecrow, for you can carry us all on your back, one at a time. Well, I'll try, said the lion. Who will go first? I will, declared the scarecrow, for if you found that you could not jump over the gulf, Dorothy would be killed or the tin woodman badly dented on the rocks below, but if I'm on your back, it will not matter so much, for the fall wouldn't hurt me at all. I'm terribly afraid of falling myself, said the cowardly lion. But I suppose there's nothing to do but try it. So get on my back, and we will make the attempt. The scarecrow sat upon the lion's back and the big beast walked to the edge of the gulf and crouched down. Why don't you run and jump? asked the scarecrow. Because that isn't the way we lions do things, he replied. Then, giving a great spring, he shot through the air and landed safely on the other side. They were all greatly pleased to see just how easily he did it. And after the scarecrow had got down from his back, the lion sprang across the ditch again. Dorothy thought she would go next, so she took Toto in her arms and climbed on the lion's back, holding tightly to his mane with one hand. The next moment it seemed as if she were flying through the air, and then... Before she had time to think about it, she was safe on the other side. The lion went back a third time and got the tin woodman, and then they all sat down for a few moments to give the beast a chance to rest. For his great leaps had made his breath short, and he panted like a big dog that had been running too long. Well, they found the forest very thick on this side, and it looked dark and gloomy. After the lion had rested, they started along the road of yellow brick, silently wondering, each in his own mind, if ever they would come to the end of the woods and reach the bright sunlight again. To add to their discomfort, they soon heard strange noises in the depths of the forest and the lion whispered to them that it was in this part of the country that the Kalidas live. What are the Kalidas? asked the girl. Oh, they are monstrous beasts with bodies like bears and heads like tigers, replied the lion, and with claws so long and sharp that they could tear me in two just as easily as I could kill Toto. I am terribly afraid of the Kalidas. I'm not surprised that you are, returned Dorothy. They must be dreadful beasts. The lion was about to reply, when suddenly they came to another gulf across the road. But this one was so broad and so deep that the lion knew at once he could not leap across it. So they sat down to consider what they should do. 
and after serious thought, Scarecrow said, Here is a great tree standing close to the ditch. If the tin woodman can chop it down so that it will fall to the other side, we can walk across it easily. That is a first-rate idea, said the lion. One would almost suspect that you had brains in your head instead of straw. The woodman set to work at once, and so sharp was his axe that the tree was soon chopped nearly through. Then the lion put his strong front legs against the tree and pushed with all his might, and slowly the big tree tipped and fell with a crash across the ditch with its top branches on the other side. They had just started to cross this queer bridge with a sharp growl made them all look up, and to their horror they saw running toward them two great beasts with bodies like bears and heads like tigers. They are the Kalidas, said the cowardly lion, beginning to tremble. Quick, cried the scarecrow, let us cross over. So Dorothy went first, holding Toto in her arms. The tin woodman followed, and the scarecrow came next. The lion, although he was certainly afraid, turned to face the Kalidas, and then he gave so loud and so terrible a roar that Dorothy screamed and the scarecrow fell over backward, while even the fierce beast stopped short and looked at him in surprise. But seeing they were bigger than the lion, and remembering that there were two of them and only one of him, the Kalidas again rushed forward and the lion crossed over the tree and turned to see what they would do next. Without stopping an instant, the fierce beasts also began to cross the tree, and the lion said to Dorothy, We are lost, for they will surely tear us to pieces with their sharp claws, but stand behind me, and I will fight them for as long as I am alive. Wait a minute, said the scarecrow, He'd been thinking what was best to be done, and now he asked the woodman to chop away the end of the tree that rested on their side of the ditch. The tin woodman began to use his axe at once, and just as the two Kalidas were nearly across, the tree fell with a crash into the gulf, carrying the ugly, snarling brutes with it, and both were dashed to pieces on the sharp rocks at the bottom. Well, said the cowardly lion, drawing a long breath of relief, I see we are going to live a while longer, and I am glad for it, for it must be a very uncomfortable thing not to be alive. Those creatures frighten me so badly that my heart is beating again. Ah, said the tin woodman sadly, I wish I had a heart to beat. The adventure made the travelers more anxious than ever to get out of the forest, and they walked so fast that Dorothy became tired and had to ride on the lion's back. 
to their great joy the trees became thinner the further they advanced and in the afternoon they suddenly came upon a broad river flowing swiftly just before them on the other side of the water they could see the road of yellow brick running through a beautiful country with green meadows dotted with bright flowers and all the road bordered with trees hanging full of delicious fruits they were greatly pleased to see this delightful country before them well, how shall we cross the river asked dorothy well that is easily done replied the scarecrow the tin woodman must build us a raft so we can float to the other side so the woodman took his axe and began to chop down small trees to make a raft and while he was busy at this the scarecrow found on the river bank a tree full of fine fruits all this pleased dorothy who had eaten nothing but nuts all day and she made a hearty meal of the ripe fruit but it takes time to make a raft even when one is as industrious and untiring as the tin woodman and when night came the work still was not done so they found a cozy place under the trees where they slept well until the morning and dorothy dreamed of the emerald city and of the good wizard of oz who would soon send her back to her own home again and that's the end of chapter seven chapter eight coming up in our next stream that is the chapter which is called ooh the deadly poppy field we haven't seen the wicked witch of the west yet i wonder if she will show up in the next chapter i have a feeling <laughs> That was fun. Thanks, guys. We have been at this for uh, almost an hour now. Thanks for grabbing your popcorn. Um, very cool. All right. Um, wow. We uh, we uh, we got through it. We did a little of a uh, little bit of uh, Japanese instruments tonight. And um, next time, thank you, Obligated Orb. That was fun. It's fun for me. Um, next time, I will put. Uh, Miko in her new Chinese New Year outfit. We'll have her on the stream. Uh, my schedule is um, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. And when I have time or I feel like it, I'll pop in just randomly at other times. Normally, it's going to be at night. Um, thanks, Invis, Toby. Appreciate that. Mohanad, thank you. Obligated Orb, Jaden, Samson, everybody else who has uh, popped in both Facebook Live, I'm Not Wearing Pants, Jay Sheldon on YouTube, and of course, twitch.tv slash Sheldon, no pants. Um, really appreciate the support. Like, follow, share, spread the word, uh, get it out there. Um, thank you, Samson. Appreciate it. And uh, if you have a chance, wherever you may be, you can punch on this on twitch.tv or in uh, Facebook Live, there is a, a link in the description if you want to help out uh, defray the costs of the stream. Not not a, not begging, just a quick ask. Appreciate it. Thanks everybody. Thanks very much for uh, for uh, jumping in, and uh, we will see you again next time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I am Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yo.
Yo.